everybody welcome to another episode of real bites today we are going to be discussing the kingsman franchise um both kingsman the secret service which was the first movie and uh kingsman the golden circle which is currently in theaters um so both of these movies were directed and co-produced by matthew vaughn um they are personal favorites of ours now. Um, we jumped on the Kingsman train a little a little late. Um, the first movie came out in 2014, and uh, we did not see it uh, until just about three weeks ago. And we were thoroughly impressed with it. Um, we had heard really good things about it. But um, we decided to ultimately, you know, give it a shot. You know, we knew that it would be helpful for the podcast. And um, we ended up just falling in love with the franchise. We thought it was brilliantly done. Um, we thought it was a great parody of other spy movies. And um, it was just a really good time. Um, that's something that I feel like a lot of spy movies have lost is that they are just a good fucking time. Um you know, rather than taking itself incredibly seriously, it actually played on a lot of tropes that we see in uh, in most spy movies. Um, one of the most notable being the uh, the sexual uh, overtones of the entire movie. Um, There's a lot of complaints about womanizing. Yes, there are. There are. Um, But ironically enough, uh, that is actually a product of what other spy movies had done. And I wanted to address that because a lot of people criticize it as being over the top. But that was exactly what they were going for. And um, for instance, uh, James Bond, you know, the most popular spy franchise of all time. Um, You know, it's been played by multiple other characters or multiple other actors rather. Um, But... Without a doubt, there is going to be a smoking hot woman in the movie and the lead actor is going to sleep with her or it is going to be heavily implied that he sleeps with her. And that is, it is a guarantee, and it's it's a man's movie, and they, they specifically geared it towards that. Um, you know, of course, both genders can appreciate it, but... Um, that is something that they go for. You know, if, if there's ever a time in those movies where a woman in a bikini is walking up from the beach or there's a, you know, a seductive woman in a, in a tight dress somewhere and they focus on her for more than 30 seconds, you can guarantee that within the next 10 minutes, Bond is going to be having sex with her. And that is the ridiculousness that the Kingsman franchise is playing on by being absurd. Right, but I don't... I didn't feel as though Kingsman was as sexualized as other spy movies. Had no, been. it definitely wasn't. Especially with the first one. Um, there was no hint of sex until towards the end when Eggsy is saving the princess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they have sex. And then in the second one, they're engaged to be married and also dating at the beginning. So it wasn't... 
I felt like people just overreacted. Yeah, I, I definitely think that people overreacted. I think that the the joke and the whole reason why they did it the way they did completely went over their heads. But definitely in the in the second movie, um, there's a little bit more of a sexual undertone there. Obviously, Eggsy has his moment at the concert where he just has to complete a mission. Yeah. And you travel with this GPS device through this woman's vagina. Um, mm-hmm. That was rather graphic. I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't offended either. Yeah, it wasn't really so, anything to be offended about. And that um, that was actually a, a, really, a really funny scene as well because, you know, he calls his fiance in the bathroom to ask for permission and um you know if uh you know she's like well if you're if you'll give me eternity then you know yeah you can go ahead you can do it right. for the mission for the it mission was, of course it was his proposal i say yeah and that was just you know of course like nobody would ever do that either but um you know most people i would say um the the average person for sure um, would not really be into that. And that was another thing that I think that they were playing on is that, you know, oh, it's just sex for the mission. You know, I'm just I'm seducing her just for the mission. No other reason. You know, of course, of course, it's just, just, just the mission, you know. And um, that was something that uh, Bond was also notorious for. You know, if there was there was a woman, you know, the boss's woman or, uh, you know, somebody that was crucial for the mission, you know, Bond would seduce her and get the information that uh, that he needed. You know, that was that was very common. And um, that was precisely what he was doing. But he was going a step further and implanting a uh, <laughs> a tracker inside of her. <laughs> and uh you know, I mean, it, it was just another thing that they were just playing on the, the over-sexualized uh, uh, tropes of um, the common spy movie. Well, I also want to point out a lot of people were saying how this is anti-feminist, but they had um, Julian Moore playing the villain in this um, in the latest movie. And she was a very powerful woman named Poppy Adams. And then there was also Roxy, who was Eggsy's counterpart i guess um she was also a kingsman played by sophie cookson Mm -hmm. so it's not as if they were ignoring the possibility of having a powerful woman um and also felt as though they focused on the emotional and sensitivity side of the other um kingsman characters as well as the statesman while showing them you know opening crying and yeah yeah and you know eggsy was uh you know holding back some tears in the beginning of the film of the second one um when uh the thought of merlin right yeah there were some tears that eggsy had shed um over merlin's character and um he was looking at pickles mr pickles (laughs) um you know his his stuffed body on the mantle and uh and then also he lost JB. I have to admit, mm. I almost I was on the verge of crying several times <laughs> on the second the second movie. Yeah. That was really well done though. I was I was very happy with that. And they you know, they made those deaths emotional. And what I really love about this series is that they've taken a, an overplayed premise, um, and basically just a ridiculous ridiculous plot with ridiculous gadgets and put them in a movie with good characters you know the characters have a lot of depth to them and um 
overall, I'm just I'm very impressed with uh, with the movie for sure, and just the series in general. You know, Eggsy's really well done. Um, you know, he has family issues, which weren't really addressed in the second one, but the first one, you know, he was still trying to overcome them, and um, you know, ultimately he does, especially in the uh, the post credit scene. You know, that was it was just it was really it was really well done. Um, you know, it, it showed how, you know, he went through the hero's journey, which is pretty typical of really any movie. Um, so, you know, he went through the hero's journey, you know, went through the training and, um, you know, he was thinking outside the box and, you know, he was willing to pull everyone else's shoot and, you know, he figured out a way to survive the, the big jump, you know, when he was going through the statements, statements or the, uh, Jesus, the Kingsman test. Right, right. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. And the gadgets. Oh, the gadgets you know, are amazing. Yeah, we could go all day about those gadgets. Um, I know some people were complaining about just how... Um, over the top they are. Over the top and just unrealistic, like, things that they were doing just was yeah. not possible. Yeah, and but, what I have to say to that, to those people that say that is, no shit. <laughs> you think the fucking Louis Vuitton machine gun rocket launcher that turns into a riot shield? Yeah, no shit. That's not realistic. No shit. Jesus Christ, is that that's your main criticism? That's what you're gonna bring into play when you criticize that movie? It, the second one, to be fair, the second one was a little out there compared to the first. Oh, one. it for sure was, but they were very self-aware. You know, right. they they knew exactly what they were doing. And, um, you know, I mean, there, there's definitely no fault there. And when, um, in the very beginning in the car chase, saw a little jujitsu, which of course I loved as a jujitsu practitioner myself. And, um, you know, we see a little bit of that and also, um, the car convert into a, um, you know, a little something you would basically find in the Fast and Furious franchise. Right. Um, you know, popped out the rims and everything. And, you know, he started doing donuts around the fountain to, to get away. My favorite was when it turned into a submarine. Yeah, which was, you know, equally as ridiculous. And, of course, he was just holding his breath the whole time, yes. you know, because he's a fucking superhero now. Very Batman-esque as yeah. far as the Batmobile transforming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was really good. And what I... I um want to stress to the uh, American listeners, which I imagine would be about 99.9% of our audience here, um, is uh, that this is called uh, chav humor. Um, a chav is a uh, British derogatory term for a young lower class person who displays brash and loudish behavior and wears real or imitation designer clothes. Um, that is the, uh, does that actually say the Oxford definition <laughs> that actually said the Oxford English dictionary defines chav. Yeah. Isn't okay. Yeah. That's legitimate. Um, but apparently, I mean, that's, it's just like the, the guys who dress just like him, um, uh, equally in America, we would call them chads or bros. Um, and those are the ones who, you know, wear flat bill hats and, you know, wear ridiculous, you know, earrings and, you know, it's typically a, a middle-class white guy. And, um, you know, he's hanging out with all of his guys who are dressed almost completely identical. And, uh, they say bro and bra and bra all the time. And they talk about how much they fucking lift like those, those types of guys. And, um, you know, that's exactly what they were going for. And that's, that's the humor. Like when every time Eggsy says bruv 
that's that's exactly what he's playing on and that's it's basically a, a chav turned um turned hero and uh i liked how in the second movie we saw him and the princess hanging out with a few of his buddies who one of yes. them was still overcoming the uh the meth addiction right which they actually turned into a joke in itself which i loved um you know but the you know he has his roots and you know he was a troublemaker and you know he's just he's i don't know he's just he's just a fun hero you know right he wasn't somebody who was born with a silver spoon up his ass, and you know he still had problems with the guy that uh, that his mom was dating, and uh, you know it, it was just it was very relatable in that sense. But yeah, it was very relatable, especially from Igzy's character, as far as you know him overcoming all of those all of those obstacles. Um, I also felt that the underlying political um, issues that were talked about in the film were very very fitting and very humorous i know some people were rather pissed off about that Mm, Um, definitely but those are the people who i feel don't understand the movie and don't understand satire and if they were just focusing on those few moments in which the u.s president was depicted as someone similar to who is the president today um a bit more a bit a bit more apathetic i would say but very very close yeah he wasn't orange he was not orange. He he did not. Uh, he was not a caricature of Trump by any means. So no. I don't know how people were getting so offended. I mean, that it technically could have been any asshole president. Right. I mean, shit. There's a possibility We've that Bush several. could have even been in the same same category. You know. And if I had to say, he looked more like Bush than he ever would have looked yeah, like Trump. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and how many fucking jokes came out about Bush when he was president? Everyone was calling him a fucking retard. Like everybody called him a fucking retard, yeah. and like he never got up in arms about it. I mean, he would just embarrass himself every time he got on the podium, <laughs> and you know he he fucking took it on the chin and he he moved on. Like it, right. like it's 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 beneath the role of president to address something like that. Right. And the fact that people were getting so up in arms about it, but I mean, there's shit. There are even movies that made fun of Obama. Yeah, no, that, that's very true. Yeah, there are movies that made fun of Obama. There are plenty of them that made fun of Bush. Plenty of memes going around about Obama. His yeah, last tons years. of them. But he never tweeted about it because there's other shit to concentrate on in the fucking world than yeah. who's making a fucking joke about you in a fucking movie. Right. Like, good God. But anyways, that's we, we can talk about that in another time. Uh, but I do have to say, though, the fact that you used uh, Trump's hand gestures, I thought that yeah, was Yeah, his brilliant. hand gestures, yeah, those those were funny. Those, those were, funny. were super funny. Very small part in the in the scheme of of the movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was well done. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I had a lot of fun with it. But... We need to get to rating this bad boy. So we're going to do the first one, and then we'll go ahead and move on to the second one. But I imagine the scores are going to be very, very similar for both of them. Right. And then so, we'll talk about what's coming up with these movies. Too. Yeah. So um, how we rate these, um, we score 1 out of 10 in terms of uh, cinematography, the acting and writing, uh, the costumes, set pieces, and or CGI, which just about every movie has now, so we just include that. Um, The originality and uh, this overall experience and uh, also the rewatchability. So um, 
we rate each of those individually and then we combine the score and divide it by uh, six. And um, then we come to a general score for the movie. So as for cinematography, um, you know, I mean, this was not Avatar. You know, this was not um, uh, The Revenant. This was not a beautifully shot film, but I definitely had no complaints. And um, I would say for cinematography, I'd probably give it probably about a six for the first one. This is for uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service, the first one. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, um, definitely nothing to complain about. A six might sound uh, less than generous, but um, you know when you're comparing the the atmosphere and the cinematography of Avatar by James Cameron to Kingsman, that was specifically right. a satirical story. Um, and it was in the it was in the in the city, like that's where the setting yeah. was. So there was nothing necessarily beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I would say the the where it really shined was more of the uh, the costumes and CGI, but we'll get to that score in a second. Um, so the acting and the writing, the actors, uh, the way we see it is that the actors will sometimes carry out, um, you know, carry along a bad script and will make it good, but for the most part, uh, an, an actor can't really overcome bad writing. And, um, you know, an actor is really just going to do as good as they're, as they're written. And um, I would say the acting and writing in this was, well, a, a 10 we're always going to reserve for the best of the best. And um, I would say this was probably around an eight. Um, there was no time in this movie where I sat back and I was like, this is bad fucking acting. This just... Right. Yeah, I mean, we had an all-star cast. Yeah, there was uh, never a time that I was not convinced Yeah, of what they were doing. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about the main characters, of course. You know, there were some side characters that probably could have used a little bit of work, but we're talking about the main right. cast here. You know, we're talking about Eggsy. We're talking about Merlin. Uh, we're talking about Valentine, you know, and, you know, who we're talking about here. We know we're fucking talking about Samuel L. Jackson. You know, we're talking about... Colin Firth. Yeah, we're call- talking about Mark Strong here. You know, I mean, th- these are, you know, like top-tier fucking actors here. So, um, you know, we'd we'd give that, you know, a solid a solid 7 and 8. Maybe maybe a 7.5. Maybe an 8 might be a little too generous yeah. just cuz of what it is, but I would I definitely had a lot of 7.5 is fair. Yeah, 7.5 is probably fair. Now, as far as the the costumes and set pieces and CGI, um what were you thinking? So, for that, uh, I'm just writing in these scores here. Oh, I was and, doing the same thing. <laughs> um so for costumes, set pieces, and CGI. I felt they were pretty badass. I got to give this an eight. Yeah. A solid fucking eight. You know, CGI. all their little their little shit that they had. Yeah, all the little gadgets, how well right. they were thought out, how fun they were. You know, like the glasses that gave them. Oh, uh, I love the glasses. Yeah, the glasses that give them uh, the vision and allow them to sit at the round table with the other Kingsmen that are on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, different locations and on different missions. And the uh, costumes were good, too. They really... Yeah. The whole gentleman concept. Yeah, the suits always right. looked top notch. Um, you know, the CGI was always good, like the the lighter grenade, 
Um, you know, I mean, like when the explosions would hit, you know, they looked, they looked good. It didn't look like fireworks, you know, a lot of explosions will come through and you can actually like see where it, it resembles a firework, you know, um, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they, they were just really good. And like the, um, the tech, like the, uh, the umbrella, Oh that, yeah, yeah. the umbrella is a lot of fun. I really like the um, umbrella as well. Yeah, I would give, I would give overall, you know, the CGI, I mean, a 10, I would give Avatar, especially for the time that it came out, I would give that a 10. So, I mean, in comparison to that, you know, we got to drop a couple points, but I mean, it's, it was just between the costumes, the set pieces and the CGI combined Kingsman, I, I feel as though deserves an eight. I agree. And then, as far as originality goes, I feel like we may disagree on this part. Um, sure, they're making fun of all the original spy movies and James Bond, so as far as that concept is not original, but I feel like their take on it grants them a little more originality than I feel like you might give them. Well, what would you give them? I would say I would give them about a... Seven and a half. I was just gonna say a seven. I was just gonna say a really? seven. Yeah. Um and the uh the originality there, you know, it is ironically enough, and I know that it's a it's a it's all satirical, but it is the same story that we've seen a million times. Right, and that's they can't saving get away. the damsel in distress. They you can't know? exactly get around that. Yeah. Um, but their spin on it, their their take on the situations and how they're able to make it comical and satirical mm-hmm. and make it their own, I feel like they deserve. They deserve credit. a few points. If it was not for the fact that it was a satirical film, um, it would get about a three. Yeah, in there originality. would be zero originality. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit, maybe like a four, just because of all the cool shit they had. Yeah, but the fact that they're shitting on spy movies so hard, I I definitely have to give them a seven. Um, the experience now. Okay. Seeing the force awakens in theater. Well, that is a 10 on the experience level for me. To be fair, we watched this first one in our living room. We did. By ourselves. We did. So, and, and two, three years after it came out. So, but that's our fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I still don't feel like the audience would have been. It, it wouldn't have been an explosive no, it audience. Wouldn't have been you know, a Star Wars type of experience. Yeah, and um, it was just it was a lot of fun. You know, we uh, we went into it with mediocre expectations. You know, we were kind of just wanting to catch up with it because we knew that we were going to watch the second one. So we we're like, okay, we you know we got to we got to at least give the first one a shot. And um, it was a lot of fun, and it really took us by surprise. I would say experience-wise, I got to give this a 7.5. I would say maybe even an 8, maybe even a, just a really low 8. It just it was it was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, this movie I think was. considering when we watched it, and it was just you and me, I would say, you know, definitely, definitely an 8. I, You'd I'd give it an 8? I'd give, give it, it a solid 8? Okay. I think if we had actually gone to an opening weekend or something like that, uh, we could have maybe bumped maybe it up. bumped to a nine. Yeah. But okay, so rewatchability. I'd totally rewatch this. I several would rewatch times, it over and over and over again, especially on sick days or yes. rainy days or just shitty days. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you need a little pick me up. Yes, absolutely. So did so you- in rewatchability, this is going to be a little bit different, and this is going to kind of be a a, a a given a given 
uh, score with our films because rewatchability is either going to be uh, a one if that's uh, something we don't really care to see again or um, it will be a five which is something that we may pick up again and dust off every couple of years you know just kind of um, you know refresh our memory and uh, a 10 is going to be something that uh, that we would without a doubt rewatch several times a year um, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give this a 10 and the same. yeah, guys, you, it's just, it's just so much fun. It's, it's very lighthearted. Um, it's very graphic of course, but, um, nothing more than it's, it's not anything that you can't tolerate. It's not some game of Thrones graphic. I don't know. Those motherfuckers are getting sliced in half. Oh yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. Like that bitch with the, uh, the pogo legs. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was fucking people up. Oh, shit. Well, I was trying to add these. And... Yeah. So. Okay. Let's go ahead and, and do a quick recap. And this is just the first one. Um, the second one is actually going to be a little bit lower. So we gave it a 6 for cinematography. We gave it a 7.5 for acting and writing. We gave it an 8 for costume set pieces and CGI. We gave it a 7 for originality. We gave it an 8 for experience and a solid 10 for rewatchability. So that leaves us at a total of 46.5. Let's go ahead and divide that bad boy by 6. And we get a 7.75 and we're just going to round it up for for generosity's sake. Give it a solid And eight. we're going to give this movie a solid 8. Okay. Let's move on to the second one. The second one. Okay. Now. Um. So for cinematography. For this one, I actually have to shit on it a little bit. (laughs) And I'm actually going to go ahead and give it a five. Because they did a little bit of reaching. um, Like the mountain scene. um, When they were in the snow. um, The... They just... They basically did more than what they probably should have. Right, um, they stretched it a little bit. Yeah, I'm they sure. stretched it a little farther than uh, than they probably should have in terms of cinematography's sake. Like, I didn't... When we were following them up on the mountain, there was never a time where I... Um, Which is like, holy yeah, shit, that's beautiful. Like, I wasn't like, oh shit. Like, no. they must have went to fucking, like, Colorado or some shit for this. Like, this is fucking beautiful. Like, nothing like that. And that was really the only time where the cinematography could have shown. Um, and then you have Kentucky, which just yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky was, eh, you know, it, it didn't make me want to go visit, you know? I mean, there are some beautiful parts of Kentucky, but uh, this movie didn't show them. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so five, moving on to acting and writing. Yep. Um, I must say, I was a little skeptical mm-hmm. when I saw Channing Tatum come on the screen. I did not know he was playing in this movie. You really didn't? I did you not You didn't know, know going into it? I did not know Channing oh, Tatum boy. was going to be there. And I am not a Channing Tatum fan. Really? I'm not saying he's not attractive. I know. But <laughs> I am not a fan of his acting. Mm-hmm. Um, he is typically horrible. 
So Really? I didn't know you didn't like Channing Tatum. No, I don't. I mean, I just keep seeing Step Up every time I look at him. He's supposed to be in jogging pants. And yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong there. So um, I was pleasantly surprised. He did not get on my nerves. Now, however, he didn't have much screen time. No, he did not. Um, yeah, they kind of froze his ass, which was actually a really good thing. We actually talked about that right when we were coming out of the movie and that um, he would have stolen the show for right. sure. You know, he would have stolen it right away from Eggsy's character. He's too who, popular. Yeah, who Eggsy, I feel like he's an actor who's going to be coming up. I think I think we're going to see him in a few more movies. Um, yes, you know, there might very... be British films, but I think, I think that we're actually going to see a lot more of him. I also want to point out that he's actually Welsh, just for those fans out there. Hmm. Um, well, thanks for that technicality there. Well, some people get a little picky. That's very true. His name is Taryn Egerton. Egerton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also just as attractive as Channing Tatum. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, so weird. so anyways, acting. I thought yes. the acting was pretty decent. Um, the only person I had an issue with was Julianne Moore. I just felt her character was just very... Very hollow. She was very hollow. She was very over the top, which Mm -hmm. I understand she was supposed to be. That's part of it. Um, But she didn't bring much and i don't i believe that's the writer's fault yeah it's just you know that that definitely is the writer's fault you know they just kind of put her on this mountain and Mm -hmm. you know she just she was a psychopath for sure you know she would just fucking grind people up and then make hamburgers out of them and then feed them to her other prospects yeah it was (laughs) it was pretty bad um i because all the other characters I, i mean a lot of critics have said that this movie doesn't have much substance um, I disagree from a psychological standpoint. From my perspective, they do have a lot of a lot of depth if you can just put yourself. Oh, and by the way, uh, Kelly graduated with a uh, a bachelor's degree in psychology. By the way, so she's at least at the very least somewhat qualified, qualified to to speak on this. Qualified. And she's taken several classes on it, uh, pursuing her master's degree as well. My master's yeah, is almost finished. For those yeah. who give me shit, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm very proud of her. Um, thank you. I love my wife. I love you too. Anyways, so back to this. Okay. So, yeah. So all the other characters, they they had some pretty good depth. Like, you know, I was very attached even, you know, especially when Merlin's scene came on, when he was singing and he yes. was about to, about to kill himself for mm-hmm. the cause. Um, a lot of, a lot of emotion. I don't know if I was just being emotional that day. It was possible. Um, but I felt very attached to these characters. Now, I do feel maybe the statesmen just weren't, their characters obviously weren't as strong, but they didn't get much screen time, so I I can't really make a decision based on them. But I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 7.5 for acting. Yeah, so for the acting and writing uh, for this, I'm going to have to give it about a 6. A 6? Yeah, yeah, I gotta give it a six. Well, you have to explain yourself. Okay, so Harry did a really good job. Um, you know, Colin Firth is playing as Harry. Um, you know, as he was recovering from his amnesia, um, you know, that was that was really well done. Um, you know, it just the uh, the villain, she just 
she just was not doing it for me. No. Um, you know, the robot dogs, all of her prospects, you know, every time she would come on screen, I was just waiting for it to go back to the the main storyline, you know, with Eggsy trying to um, find the, the antidote for the, the drugs. Right. I really hated, uh, I hated her cuts. I, I will say I was very happy with uh, Elton John's performance. Yeah, Elton John, <laughs> Elton John did a good job, but... Um, you know, that was another issue, or not another issue, rather. That was another thing that, you know, really just showed that that movie is very self-aware. Like, when he was doing the ninja kick, and, like, it kind of froze <laughs> frame, and, like, he did that really big smile. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was wearing, of course, his ridiculous Elton John outfits that he's very famous for. Um, you know, that was that was really well done, you know. But at the same time, you know, he wasn't actually, like, he didn't really have any any good acting spots you know but that i mean that's not his fault that's not what he does I mean, who elton john yeah 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 oh no he was just a yeah just he a was prop just a, in a, a sense good, yeah he was a good a really good side character um a supporting character rather but um yeah that's better than a prop i take that back yeah that's really shitty yeah you should feel bad um okay so you say six i say seven can we yeah. c- we can, you want to be in the middle five? you want to be in the middle of 6.5 yeah we do that okay and then costume set pieces CGI and fluff. Okay. I feel like we may disagree here. I don't know. I think we're actually going to be in the same really the same boat here. Yeah. Mm, you go first. Mm, you ready? Yeah. Mm, you ready? Yeah. So the first one we gave an eight. This one, right? Because I think they were overstepping their stepping their boundaries. I'm going to give this one a seven or six point five. I think that that's unfair. Really? And this is my reasoning. Okay. So you say that you are going to dock them two points because they're a little bit more ridiculous. That's not their fault. That's the writing. It's not this section's fault of ridiculousness. They're just making the ridiculousness look good. That's true. So I'm going to give them an eight. You're going to give them another eight? I'm going to give them another eight. I was not disappointed in all of their little gadgets. Oh, they're shit that yeah, they they're, did they're set to make pieces. it happen. Yeah. All the set pieces, the castle at Tildy's family dinner, they 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 killed all of it. I think you're mixing categories. Mm, what about the the missile that blew up the all the houses and shit? Do you think that was well done? That just I looked mean, like a complete simulation. A missile's a missile. It's, it's a ball of fire essentially it's mm. gonna look like that yeah but like as the buildings were collapsing and shit that just that seemed uh, I don't know. the buildings didn't really collapse they just kind of disintegrated you know what i i can't give it the same okay. score as the first one 7.5 I, I was just gonna say let's let's go ahead and bump it down at least 0. 0.5 okay okay so we're gonna give that a 7.5 correct and then originality now <sighs> this is a tough one I am actually going to go ahead and bump this up at least 0.5. For originality, I would say this one because it incorporated the Statesman and, um, you know, the the whiskey uh, brewers, whatever whatever the what? proper term for, for whiskey. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the Kentucky, the Statesman Kentucky whiskey. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are they, when the, when the, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Brewer, brewery? That would be the place brewery distillery maybe that's that's the only those are the only two terms we're not drinkers so Dis- i don't know distillers ah uh, whatever the people look, who the make the whiskey fucking whiskey guys <laughs> whiskey let's, just, let's just leave it at that all right shiny tatum yep okay so originality yep. i felt 
I don't know what I feel. What's your opinion? Well, because they already established themselves beyond the first one. Um, you know, the first one was the hero's journey. It was him going from a chav to a hero. Um, that is, you know, that's the standard archetype that, you know, we've seen that since the fucking beginning of time, really. Um, but, uh, this one was a bit more complex, you know, it was basically, you know, tainted drugs and, you know, people were turning blue and shit. Like that was pretty original. Yeah. Like it was, it was pretty original. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, overall it's, you know, saving the world and that was actually a pretty good, uh, connector of the world that yeah was, that was actually i hadn't even really thought about that that was actually very good because just it unified everyone, everybody right and yeah. just about everyone smokes weed um, yeah that's very true so yeah i gotta like this, this is not something that i've seen before what we saw in the, the golden people. circle huh yes, the blue people yes well i mean just the golden circle in general right I got to say, like, it's not something that we've seen. So I'm actually going to give this, it's probably the only score that's going to get it, but uh, oh, actually above the first one. What are you going to give it? What are you going to give this one now? I can actually settle with an eight for this. Okay. Okay. So the experience. We had fun with this. Right. From the very beginning, we knew that this was going to be satirical. We knew that this was going to be fucking silly and that we were going to see some ridiculous stunts with some ridiculous gadgets with a ridiculous story. And um, it was just a lot of fun. You know, we caught ourselves laughing and looking at each other. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. You know, we both recognized it as being fun without actually having to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which of course, you know, us being in sync is is a good thing. That means the, the movie is conveying what it needs to. Right. Um, so... I'm actually going to give this an equal score to the first one. The first one really caught us off guard. You know, we had a lot of fun with it when we weren't even really expecting it. This one, we knew what we were getting into and still had fun with it. All right. So we're going to keep that one at an eight. Yeah, we're going to keep this one at an eight. So rewatchability. Uh, For this, I'm going to have to give this a solid 10 as well. I would watch this again. Um, If any of our friends ever came over and wanted to watch something good, something action, and uh, something that would also make them laugh every now and again, I would would definitely recommend this, especially if they had already seen the first one. If they hadn't seen the first one, I would say we would make them sit there and watch the first and second. Yes, absolutely. We would strap them down to the couch. It would be a movie day. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you can go ahead and do your fancy adding. So, fancy adding here. Um, As social workers don't add. Yeah, let's see. All right, so just a little recap here. Cinematography, we gave it a 5. Acting and writing, we gave it a 6.5. Costume, set pieces, CGI, we settled with a 7.5. Originality, we bumped it up to an 8 for the second one here. The experience tied with the first one for another 8. Rewatchability, once again, is a solid 10. And that leaves us at 45 divided by 6. This is another 7.5. So I am not going to round this one up just because there were several fractionals and um, we can't tie it with the first one just because the first one was, I feel, an objectively better movie. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. The first one was better. Yeah. So slightly. I yeah. think this is a fair score. Yeah. They it was just it was a very original story. It was a very original piece. Um we had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, we saw all the same characters and uh you know they're doing something a little different, you know, saving the world again, of course. But um 
you know, it uh, in, a, in a different way, for sure. And, uh, you know, we saw, you know, a couple of the characters, you know, a bit a bit honorable. You know, they, um, you know, they res- really risk their lives. We actually see them in, in really dangerous situations, aside from fighting, you know, Pogo Lady, Pogo Stick Lady. Um, but Samuel L. Jackson, you know, you didn't really feel threatened around him. You know, he had the, the psychotic, uh, you know, counterpart, you know, his little minion. Um, but he had a strong aversion to violence. So you just, you didn't really feel um worried when he was on screen you know you didn't feel like he was just gonna you know pop up and kill you but this one in the golden circle we knew that she was gonna be dangerous from the get-go because she fucking was grinding up her own minions and right. serving them as burgers um and, i mean she was just a drug lord so you kind of yeah. kind of comes with yeah it. so you just you just knew from the beginning that she was she was dangerous and you didn't know what was really going to happen so um you know, and it was just, it was good. You know, the action, of course, is really good in both of them. The gadgets, we saw the, the I think the Louis Vuitton suitcase. Of, I think that's the best one. I think that was the best one. The riot shield, the, um, uh, rocket launcher, and machine gun. Yeah. I love the umbrella. Oh, the, the lasso umbrella. was uh, The lasso was really good. cool. The electrified one. Yeah, it was basically a lightsaber in whip form. Right. It was, yeah, that was a lot of fun, too. So, to wrap up really quick, mm-hmm. just want to talk about an article I read. Um, about the trilogy so Mm -hmm. the third one that they're making um i got spoiler alert (laughs) definitely gonna be a third one yes i got this from moviepilot.com and it was written by dara o'connor some that's the most irish name ever Mm -hmm. i'm probably mispronouncing that so don't get angry he he likes potatoes he likes potatoes (laughs) they don't really serve potatoes there unless they're in chip form you can get chips anywhere anywhere for any reason right in ireland and by chips, we mean fries. Yes. Okay. So there are five things that they've pretty much confirmed. Number one, Channing Tatum, Halle Berry, they're returning. Um, as you know, Channing Tatum, a.k.a. Tequila, joined Kingsman, and Ginger, Halle, Be- Halle Berry, became the new whiskey for yep. Statesman. Yep. Um, Eggsy's going to have a new role because he's now going to be the prince of somewhere. Um, so is he going to have to quit Kingsman altogether or is his assignment going to be a little different? Um, and the third, Harry is no longer in the field because of his injury. Mm-hmm. So there's um, suspicion that he's going to take over Merlin's role, which was behind the keyboard, mm-hmm. doing all the fun stuff. That would make sense. Right. Um, and the fourth part is more statesmen. There is actually really exciting. I'm a huge fan of this person. Um, talks of Matthew McConaughey coming in, Ooh. as well as Woody Harrison. Ooh. Harrelson, my bad. Yeah, and uh, Tom, we all know, right? Okay, so and Tom Cruise, which I am not a fan. No, of. no, 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 no. They need to keep fucking Scientology out of that. Look, yeah. Tom Cruise is a great actor. No, I hate him. But like, look, he's a good actor. Look, in I Valkyrie, it. he. F- fucking crushed that role yeah. but I know, he's a good actor the but fact that all of his money goes to scientology yes. i just i can't support it i'm not movies. supporting a cult so moving on the fifth part mm-hmm. this is really exciting mm-hmm. they're going to bring in other spy agencies so australia russia and china they're going to bring in all three i don't know but there's talks of other spy agencies, and those were the three countries. Oh, that'll be interesting. So I personally hope that it's Australia. 
I think the most likely candidate will just be Australia. Yes, that's what I'm hoping for. I think yeah. that Australia would be fun. Throw in some kangaroos. Mm-hmm. Um, because it would also be a really good blend between the, the British and the American because, you know, you're going right. to find some cowboy-type characters, you know, some crocodile Dundee motherfuckers. Right, yeah. So I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Australians are basically Americans and British people smushed. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, they, they'd probably take a lot of offense to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that one, but... Yeah. Just kidding, guys. So, not really. But, yeah, um, they they could fit into Texas if they had a, a country accent. They dress like Crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna yeah they're gonna fit right in. We have alligators. We do have alligators. So, and then one more thing. Mm-hmm. There's talks of a statesman spinoff. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes, apparently a lot of people, probably a lot of Americans, were pissed that tequila and. Uh, his friends did not get as much screen time and mm. uh, they're wanting some statesman action. Yeah. That'd so. be a lot of fun. You yes. get to see the electrified whip a little bit more. Right. Um, my only thing is if they do that, they can't pack it full of a bunch of uh, top, top actors. We can't have Chan Tatum, Matthew McConaughey and Halle Berry and Halle Berry. And what's that other guy? Well, I mean, they can, it's just, it's just too. I mean, much. it'd be a powerhouse of a movie, but if you look at just out of pure acting ability, this past movie, the, all these movies were powerhouse of uh, of acting ability. Right. No, I agree. The one who played, uh, not Moonshine. No, it, I think name? it was Moonshine. He played like the leader of Statesman. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're Come talking on, about. He's as like soon as huge, I see his name, I'll I'll know exactly. He's a huge actor. Yeah, he's been in everything. He's he's the best. Jeff Bridges. He played as the dude. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he played Champagne. Moonshine. Yeah, they call him Champ. Who was yeah. Moonshine? Somebody was Moonshine. I don't think anybody was Moonshine. Really? Yeah. Did we? They had one? every other fucking type of of alcohol. Halle Berry oh, was ginger ale. Come on, why didn't they have? They're in fucking Kentucky. They should have had Moonshine. Yeah, they in there. for sure should have had Moonshine. Um, right. So, anyways, we'll see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, we can wrap this bitch up. Um. Yeah, so again, just to recap, first one, Kingsman, The Secret Service, we're going to give a solid eight. And uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, which is still in theaters, we're going to give a 7.5. If you were a fan of the first one, I definitely recommend the second one if you have not already seen it. Um, And uh, yeah. Right. Do you have any other closing thoughts or is that Um, it? Go follow. Do we have stuff? Go follow us on stuff. Yeah, go follow us on all of our stuff. It'll be on our website, <laughs> therealbytespodcast.com. Do we have a podcast? Mm, we're going to. <laughs> By the time you hear this. By the time you hear this, there, there will definitely be a website. So just go to our stuff and like it. Yeah, we'll have a Facebook or a Twitter or something. We'll probably have a mixture of everything. Everything. Yeah. This was Real Bites. We're out. <laughs>